Hello. Ah, there he is. There I am. Here you are. Where there you, I was. Where you go, there ye be. Thar be Joseph's. Uh, avast. <laughs> avast, ye scurvy scoundrels. Up ahead, thar be Joseph's. Are you a... If, okay, so you are in a pirate a pirate movie, and you have to be a scary creature. What scary creature are you? Uh, Kraken. Oh, nice. Release the Joseph. <laughs> uh, I, I would be wanting to be a siren, but I don't really think that's what I'd be. Um, I think you'd be a good siren. Oh, thanks. Uh, I, hmm. I don't, now I'm trying to think of what else. There's Krakens, there's sirens. Let's see. Enemies of pirates. Oh God, I don't want to be a cop. <laughs> do do they have like? Uh, well, I mean, I guess the mm. police do have boats in some areas, but usually it's the coast guard. I was thinking at the time, maritime yeah. cops would be like um, would be like the British. Mm, yes, the British are coming. Yeah, but uh, other than snap Kraken. Cops. Um, <laughs> we, we, that could be our, could be our uh, a pirate themed breakfast cereal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eat your, eat your O's, matey. <laughs> uh, oh, it could be like uh, the little, the little. Uh, I, don't, I want to say steering wheel, but the uh, whatever oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, the 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 big old pirate spoke thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they well, call it. Watch out, Captain Crunch. We're coming for you with our spirit, pirate spoke wheel thing. Let me see. Pi- oh, wait. I almost typed in pirate. No. Um, boat steering wheel <laughs> is called what? It is called... No, now I'm just looking at <laughs> a sail for boat steering wheels. This is not what I want. Th- thanks, Google. You, thanks, your capitalism so- has destroyed us again. Thanks, oh, Google. Um... No, stop calling it a steering wheel. That's not what it is. See, this is what happens is that they know people are going to type this in. Mm-hmm. And so then they have that name that's like nine different words. Um, unfortunately, none of them are actually what I'm wanting. Yeah, the Wikipedia entry says ship's wheel. Um, um, I really I mean, thought it had a cooler name than that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, it, the position is the helm, right? The helm wheel. The, but I don't think they call it the helm wheel. No. Um, no. Well, hmm. to helm with this, I say. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how are how you, you doing? You have a, you had a busy week last week um, where stuff happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, was that only last week? Yikes. Does it, fe- does it feel like a lifetime ago? It, you had it, your, your WWs and your DCs? Yeah. Um, wow. Really? Why does it feel like it was longer ago than that? And why is it not on my calendar anymore? I don't understand. (laughs) Everything's broken. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, last week was WWDC, even though I'm having trouble believing that that is the case. Um, (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, Apple, of course, at the Worldwide Developers Conference announced a whole bunch of 
new uh, operating systems and or new features for its operating systems and new versions of its operating systems. Um, the event took place on a Monday, which is maybe why it's tripping me up a little bit. Um, and after we covered the event live, I actually drove down to the area and uh, got to see my co-host, uh, Dan Morin, um, who is in uh, the Massachusetts area most of the time. Um, and so that was kind of cool to get to see him and uh, hang out with Matthew Casanelli a little bit, uh, see my old boss and uh, friend, uh, Renee Ritchie. And uh, chat with some people at Apple that I know and some people at Apple that I don't know um, about, you know, the event and everything. So that was kind of fun. Uh, And then basically spent a few more days that week, uh, both talking about the events on the various Twitch shows and then just digging into stuff myself, uh, coverage myself and seeing... in the the developer release releases what was new what was exciting what was not etc 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 so yeah it was a busy week last week that i'm still not convinced was last week even though on my calendar it shows that it was last week i don't know why it feels like that was so long ago for me um and yeah there there was there was a lot announced and uh i of course as is my way, have installed betas on different devices. Um, the only thing I keep wholly true and pure are my Macs, although I do, uh, with the introduction, introduction, yes, with the introduction mm. of um, APFS, Apple Protected File System, um, it is a lot easier to create uh, separate I can't even think of the word now, partitions on a hard drive, because whereas you used to, when you created a partition, you had to say, hey, uh, I want to create a partition. And then it would say, how big do you want to make the partition? And so then you'd say, oh, I want this to be, I don't know, 500 gigabytes, because I don't want it to take up too much space on my computer, but I don't want it to, you know, uh, not have enough to be able to install and that kind of thing. With APFS, the super cool thing is that the... um, the partitions are sort of elastic, or they're like, um, well, it's been debunked that sharks are this way, but uh, goldfish, a goldfish in a small tank takes up uh, a small goldfish tank's worth of space, but you put a goldfish in a bigger area and it grows a little bit bigger than it would. Um, Have you ever seen those? They're like really disturbing. Looking. They are disturbing. <laughs> they're incredibly disturbing. Um, and you're like, wow, you will forget me in five seconds or whatever. Anyway, so... Um, and I'll never forget how terrifying <laughs> you are. <laughs> you you will haunt my nightmares for the rest of time. Um, they, they will resize based on what you put into them. So it's just kind of like a, a little uh, placeholder almost. And so it makes it very easy. You can just go into disk utility and create a partition and not have to worry about space management. And then I can launch into Ventura, uh, which of course was the macOS version named. So I do have those as well. Um, and I've been playing around with all the various things. And, uh, for the most part, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and of course, there are lots of questions and, and complaints, and I try to keep those specific kind of thing, the, the complaints in particular, to a minimum because it's beta time, and until the product launches, we don't know what its final version is truly going to look like. Uh, but 
Some observations and things like that obviously are well worth discussing. And then today, if we're doing a bit of a, um, a roadmap of the discussion, I've got a, a complaint to make, not about betas, but about something in the uh, Apple ecosystem that has just not functioned for quite a while. And so I, I did some troubleshooting last night and could not reconcile. And now I'm kind of at a loss and don't know what to do. And I don't want to call support because if I call support, I'm going to have to talk to a person and no slight against them, but a person who, and also like, don't hate me for being uh, narcissistic and prideful, but a person who probably knows uh, off the jump less about the issue than I do and will unfortunately, because I have to follow the script or whatever, have to go through the process when I would really just rather talk to a person who could truly help me with it. So yeah, um, I am kind of stuck between, as they say, a rock and a Joseph frozen steel, who is the Kraken in this situation. Oh, I thought it was gonna be the hard place. Well, yeah, Um, Kraken, stuck between a rock and a Kraken does put you in a hard place so mm-hmm. that was yeah mm-hmm. sort of uh sort of a bit of a algebra there i guess yeah yeah uh the hard place of a kraken um but <laughs> that's its beak just so everybody knows we're talking about its beak <laughs> my beak is up here friends <laughs> uh yeah um i i don't know <laughs> I'm glad you met Dan. I like meeting Dan. I've met him twice. Oh yeah, uh, I was. Hey, I should say we've we've met before, but it's been a long time mm-hmm. um, since we last saw each other, and so it was really re- like the last time I saw him, we were not working as closely together as we have been um, since then. He and I do clockwise every week, and um, he occasionally appears on some of my Twitch shows and stuff. So we've certainly developed much more of a friendship uh, since then. So it was good to see him you know, after that and get to get to hang out with him. And I always forget that he's just as tall as you and I are. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's always a, a reminder uh, there. And also that um, his voice is like, somehow it's even more resonant in person than it is in uh, podcasts. And so whenever uh, he first, you know, we first saw each other and said hello and everything, I was like, man, I forget that your voice is just, it's a, it's a good voice. It's a good voice, Dan. Good voice for radio. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I also, uh, with Dan, I, 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 uh, you know, it always just, it throws me off when he says rum. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and when he does it in person, it's even, it's even weirder. You're like, that's um, not a bit, it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. I need to hedge. Um, because if I don't, then I'll be all anxiety about it. Um, we were, in, at this event, uh, if we were, if you're ever indoors, you were always masked. I was masked most of the time outdoors as well, um, though occasionally in very open spaces with not a lot of people around. Um, felt comfortable not being masked, and none of the people that I uh, saw and uh, myself included uh, ended up contracting COVID from the event. So I don't know. I can't speak to the larger event uh, and you know people who got COVID, but. Um, we were all being very safe in the situation. And yeah, this is just like that, you know, you, you send out a tweet and then you send three tweets afterward to make sure that you cover all your bases kind of thing. It's good that you had all the qualifications about the conditions under which you met other people during the pandemic and that uh, none of the people you know were stricken by uh, your presence or you're not stricken by their presence either. 
because um, I would make it more awkward, I think. Uh, but I know that there were some people who, uh, unfortunately, got it on their way towards yeah oh my god that's so sad so uh, for folks who don't know um mike hurley was invited to the apple event mike hurley is the uh co-founder of relay fm the podcast network and uh he lives in the uk and he uh and his wife came to the u.s for the event uh on an invite and um they are to be clear, they were invited. They came to the U.S. I, it's not like Apple is, you know, paying for their tickets or anything like that. I don't want to make it seem like that. Um, and tested negative uh, before getting on the plane, uh, got on the plane, touched down, got to the hotel and or it may even have happened at the airport, but tested positive for COVID and basically had to spend the rest of the time in his hotel room um, hold up because COVID got him. And so uh, it's my understanding he's doing better at this point, uh, doing a lot better now. But my God, that's so that's really sad. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I'm he seems to be feeling better. And at least he went to Jason's Jason Snell's uh, backyard uh, so that they could have an open air podcast, I guess. Uh, and Jason Snell seems to be fine. So it doesn't seem like anything bad happened from that process. Uh, but oh, I didn't yeah. know they did that. Yeah, they it just uh, I don't know uh, to to get the invite to the thing and then you can't go, but you're here. You yeah. went through all the the travel part of it, the worst part of it, um, and then you just get to be sick in a place the entire time. Uh, that's not your home. Um, so especially, that, especially that because uh, yeah, like just I, I I really feel for a not being your home. B uh, having to figure out like living situation for the time that you have to stay to prove that you're negative and all that kind of stuff. It, it just wholly unfair. Um, and I yeah, again I I feel for uh, him and for uh, Adina having to deal with all of that and try and you know work that all out. It's just. Oh, gross and sad. So, yeah. um, I'm glad again, doing better now and, and all of that is, uh, is good. But, um, I am, uh, I, I wonder how many other people were impacted by that, that we may not have heard about. Um, yeah. because everybody was wearing masks and it was like an outdoor indoor event where they had these, you know, uh, huge window, wall things open uh so that you could get to or so that you could watch the event uh but i wonder i i'm continually curious if this is how apple is going to do this thing going forward um and you know the benefit of the in-person part of it if there's much uh i spoke to some folks who got to uh who were invited as developers um to attend the event in person and uh you know they went through the process or whatever and they both were saying that or they not both um i i heard from a few of them that uh that part of it was really not worth the the hubbub um luckily one of them was local and you know didn't have to to uh fly in or anything like that but knowing that you know you that the folks who came from across the u.s and they had this like tour thing and it was kind of uh it ended up being a really short little tour and not really it kind of got built up to be something more than what it was so um I just wonder, you know, 
if you're going to have an in an in person portion and people are going to be flying in from all over, one would think that one would want the events to be super worth it, uh, to be that in person part. And, you know, you ended up watching the event on a screen um, that was somehow, which is kind of cool, uh, bright enough to be able to show in this very bright light. People were complaining about the heat and the, the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're watching it on a screen anyway, which you can do. You know, I was doing it in the comfort of the Twit Studios, which was really nice. <laughs> uh, and I kind of wish that, um, or I wonder if, if folks ended up finding it worth it uh, in the end to to do that. Yeah, um, I did. Well, I I'm not sure why anyone would assume or expect that the event would have like anything like super mega ultra special that you wouldn't be able to get online because I think kind of the whole point of having more of an online emphasis is that people don't feel like they're missing out. Mm-hmm. But I think if you know you go there then you want to feel like I am getting something right because I went through all this effort. Um, so the two things just seem to be at odds because you can't satisfy um, both. And I, but I do think that it's more important to satisfy the people who can't go because they're the overwhelming majority of everyone. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm sorry that if people like trekked over there for it um, and didn't feel like they got much out of it, but uh, it's, you know, no better for next time next year or something. And at least it's less expensive than um, going for like a whole week and doing all that stuff. But I, I understand that there are some people who just like the social aspect of it more so than the uh, the actual like educational component um, or uh, that side of things, I mm-hmm, guess, the mm-hmm. the what you actually get out of the developer part of the developer conference. Um, a lot of people like just to mingle um, and to have that other other thing going on, uh, which you can't really get easily online um, and doesn't seem like was present um, in this situation. Um, but, you know, it seems like people were generally happy. I know a lot of the complaints just seem to be like, I wish it was like before COVID. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody does, you know, the world would be an easier place. But uh, you just got to like deal with the reality of the situation. Um, but in terms of the presentation itself and what you got out of it, um, how did you, how, did, how, did, how hyped are you um, on a scale of, of one to to hype? On a scale of one to hyped, which is, uh, if we do the sort of international translation, uh, squared divided by the root of pi, um, one to 10, um, I would say 6.5. Um, I, there's a lot of cool stuff, but a lot of it is stuff that I don't really 
do <laughs> a lot of stuff that I don't really mess with per se. Um, and so like there were the focus mode, uh, stuff that I know a lot of people love, I'm not really into focus modes. Uh, like I was happy with just having a do not disturb and I do use the sleep one, but that kind of happens automatically, but I don't have ones for like, you're doing work, you're doing a podcast, you're uh, doing the limbo, you are eating a scone, uh, all the different focus modes that some people have for those things. Um, but there are all these tiny little features that are sprinkled about inside of the, the system. And with those, I am happy with those. I do like those. Um, as an aside here, I just want to note if people are noticing, uh, and they may not, because I do think that I do tend to be this way, but, uh, if people are noticing a little bit more dynamism, <laughs> dynamics in my voice, uh, it's because I, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I, uh, have, I've, I've been talking to a, um, a speech pathologist and, um, speech rehabilitation person. Um, not because I am like, my voice is going away or anything like that, but because I just want to, um, be aware and have more training surrounding my voice. And, uh, one of the things that uh, we discovered in, uh, the, the first uh, consult that we had is that I have somehow trained myself to speak at a lower um, pitch than is proper for me in terms of resonance. And so it actually wears out my voice a lot quicker in a given day uh, than it would if I spoke at a, a higher a higher pitch um, that is more in line with sort of the mechanics of my my whole voice system. So there's a really eye-opening thing for me, and so I'm trying to be mindful of that and... Uh, work within the dynamics of, of my voice. So anyway, if that's annoying for people, I'm sorry, but, uh, back, back to it. Uh, so a lot of the different small changes that took place, I'm very excited about. Um, and it, that's, it's just like though, when you take those small changes and you run it through the formula, uh, compared to the big changes that took place that you're not really into, then that ends out, ends up working out to a 6.5 in terms of excitement. Um, but I actually would like to hear, uh, before I talk about the couple or three or four things that, that I think are interesting, um, if there was anything that stood out for you, be the reason I say that is because um, <clears throat> I think <laughs> between the two of us, I have a tendency to get more excited about more, perhaps, than you do. Uh, and so it, just in my head, that that um, emoji popped up with the, with the frowny face. And so I'm curious <laughs> kind of to hear about uh, what you liked uh, from the event or if there's anything that you heard about. I don't know if you watched it, uh, but at least anything that you heard about that you yeah. think is going to be exciting. I, I, uh, I watched it. I missed the iOS part because of uh, a scheduling conflict, um, but I caught everything else. And then I just brushed up on the iOS thing. I didn't really feel like I needed to sit through additional video material um to uh catch up for what i missed from ios i was like oh so there's watch things on the lock screen okay great the complications cool um so i would say i'm at like a 4.5 um from that having watched the rest of it and having read about that little bit there so uh that's just where i would normally kind of expect to fall is just a couple points behind where you are in terms of the enthusiasm for things mm -hmm. um and like you said, I'm kind of my enthusiasm is uh, tempered um, uh, by how much of the 
the like little things seem both little and also not applicable directly to me. Um, so while I don't think that they're bad, that they're there, um, and I'm not like poo pooing them, um, it, the, a lot of the things just seem like they're for imaginary people that I don't know of or interact with. Uh, so I can't speak to them or figure out how I would implement them in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, chief among them. Um, I know we said we're not going to get into the details of things, but uh, there's a lot of emphasis still on collaboration and like share play and things. And it's just like, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't feel very confident in that. And then, you know, they also did the thing where they got my hopes up where they're like, we've revamped mail. And it's like, yay. And then it's like, oh, oh we just uh, did it. So if you like are t- typing in the search box, it does this search stuff a little better. Uh, and it's like, oh, that was all. That was all you did was that. And it's not that that's bad. Again, an example is just citing that as an example. It's not that it's bad that the search is better. It's just that it's not that m- that's that's that one thing. Why didn't you make more more of the things? Why isn't there like a bigger ch- like basically mail has kind of been mail for years. So why is it not more better? Um, and that's <laughs> kind of how I feel about a lot of that. Why, why are we like. Like you put in a thing, there's like a share sheet button thing for that. And there's like a thing that this does. And it's like, okay, I guess. And then, you know, the stuff like uh, multitasking for the iPad, which was weird because they introduced it as a Mac feature where you have um, stage manager. I keep wanting to say scene manager, but that's that's a proprietary tool that I use in a pipeline that you don't need to worry about. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) stage manager. Um, And so it's just like, well... I guess that's a one way to handle this situation. But what if you want to have like window open and go between the things or like do the, and I'm sure all this stuff will be like changed and ironed out over the summer. But uh, it was one of those things where it was just like, I guess this is something I could use on a Mac, but I won't. Um, Because if I'm in a, you know, the workflow that I have, it doesn't seem to work with. But uh it's interesting sort of an academically like that how those things are functioning and how it relates to like a more unified effort with the iPad. Um, it's just that um, for me, and I am assuming for you uh, from your, yeah, that uh, it <laughs> is not like a hundred uh, percent uh, super jazzing for either one of us because it's like kind of it's not just not how doing. i it's not how i do things i uh we, we talked a little bit about this on clockwise um where i so on the mac i have and i'll do what i did then which is describe kind of how my windows are um i've got audio hijack uh is kind of the the furthest behind the furthest uh window behind in the back um and layered on top of that on the left side of my screen is my messages app uh, because i had gotten a message from my mom and was responding to that um on the right side i've got our zoom meeting and behind that is the zoom portal and these are all layered in such a way that i can see all of them and click on any of them to bring them to the front um i don't use spaces on the mac because for me like I want to see everything on the screen at once. If I could, I'd have a wall of monitors because <laughs> then I could see all of my different apps all at once, anytime I need to, uh, available. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I've, I, I've hesitated on 
wanting to uh, say this because I uh, didn't want to I didn't want to reveal my eternal shame about this. Um, but I actually, because I just was not happy working with one screen, but because I did not want to purchase, uh, you um, did it. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to oh. purchase a second um, studio display, uh, oh. at least right now. <laughs> um, I have uh, one of my Dell uh, monitors oh, no. that I've had forever. Uh plugged into the HDMI port on the back of the studio display. Mismatched displays. I have mismatched displays. It is it's so sad. But at the same time, I want more windows available on site as I need them than uh, I wanted to live in my perfect world of, of non-mismatched displays. Again, for now. Um, <clears throat> so the, the good thing is that they are nearly the same height and uh, the, the bezels on the Dell are actually smaller than the bezels on the studio mm-hmm. display. Um, so I, it, it is not as visually displeasing as it could be uh, if, for, if, say, there was like an iMac sitting next to the studio display, which I think is just like would be really bad because of how different they look. But anyway. Um, That's one way to call out Dan, I guess. <laughs> um, so... I, you know, again, too much of a control freak about having all of those windows in sight and able to be accessed anytime I need them. I don't uh, like to do anything where an app is full screen and I'm swiping between them on the Mac, but it's always the way that I've done things on the iPad. I don't even like split screen and all that kind of stuff. And so because of that, Stage Manager is just a way for me to like give up the progress I've made in handing over control when it comes to uh, iPad. So I, yeah, it's it's not for me at least right now. I don't think I ever see it really being for me. Um, but for folks for whom it is something that they wanted, where they can layer uh, windows on top of each other and have access to multiple windows at a time. That's fantastic. And, you know, I'm, I'm celebrating those folks and their uh, new experiences on the iPad. Uh, I just, I don't need them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, like you said, I mean, it's, it's fine. I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's just yeah, that exactly. I don't, they're, they're just not applicable um, for me. So it's not uh, as, it doesn't stir anything in yeah. me emotionally. No rumblings <laughs> are stirred. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and at the end of the day, I think that's really all I could take away from the Mac and iMac and is is just like, okay, so that's like, the I think the most significant thing is just changing how you would, would be working inside the environment. Um, and then there's like the other smaller things and then like the collaboration thing, which I, honest to God, I'm never going to use. Um, but it, it's just like, okay, so that's, you guys did work. I'm not saying you didn't do work, but it's just doesn't, doesn't, uh, uh, excite me. And then there are, shall we say, some neglected platforms um, where I was a little surprised uh, by a certain lack of mm. uh, any on stage announcements regarding said platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, TVOS, uh, they got like basically nothing other than, so your watch will talk to your TV better. And it's like, uh, th- that sounds like it's more for. Apple Fitness Plus things, then it sounds like it's for me specifically. 
um, because I I would like to make the experience of watching TV on my TV better. uh, And then there's nothing about that in this presentation. And then I watched the Platform State of the Union afterwards. I don't know if you watched that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But Susan Prescott, uh, who I think is the head of developer relations, um, introduces the video by talking about all the great announcements that that we, we just heard from the keynote. Uh, and she cites, you know, all the great stuff that's happened on Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, Apple Watch, and Apple TV. And then she just like keeps on going. And I was like, there was really no, no announcement. Not on about, stage. Yeah. And in I tried to weed through. Um, I watched uh, probably like six or eight of the developer videos. And it's very convenient that they're there for me to like flip through and like read transcripts or whatever. Uh, subtitles, the whole thing. Like I, I, I like that that's very accessible for me. Um, even though I'm not going to develop any of this stuff, but it is helpful when I'm trying to understand sort of where, uh, you know, why there's this absence of anything related to tvOS is like, well, what do you guys think of where tvOS is? And I watched uh, a video that was on AV player view, uh, you know, AV view player. Um, and it's for the, uh, sort of the general player interface that you get whenever you're playing media and they uh, have the video targeted at Mac OS and iOS uh, because they're bringing the player experience from the Apple TV to iPad OS and iOS and Mac OS. Um, and basically what that means is reduced window Chrome and an emphasis on the content. Um, and you swipe downward to dismiss the video from full screen mode. And it's like, but <sighs> None of those make a better video player, really. Um, right, right. Because I'm not trying to... The Chrome doesn't compete with the video because I've usually paused it in order to do something. And what I usually want is context or clarity about what it is that I'm trying... That I'm seeing in the video. So uh, they've added uh, a title and a subtitle field. Um, and then on iOS, you can swipe up, I think, to get to a description. And it's like, okay, so y- you have some information there, but there's nothing in there that automatically pulls in like uh pulls in formats like episode title uh, uh episode number or season number um so that you know where you are inside of a uh season if you like opened a video and it's like oh i didn't watch this one yet uh, instead it's up to a developer to encode that information in their title element like in the string they use for the title um so there's no like platform consistency in terms of we would like you to implement a certain way for like how you're watching media um and there is nothing for the uh process for the uh uh like uh, you're up next or anything like that there is a like another video where they're like here's how you can do a skip intro button it's like (sighs) number one your skip intro button is very obtrusive and number two um it doesn't really kind of give people the tools they would need to put in things like uh, Amazon's X-Ray or um, sort of the more fiddly features that Netflix has or uh, has demonstrated wanting to have in terms of like their interactive content and stuff like that. Um, And I understand, you know, that sort of thing. So it's like, well, if this is what you think of the player is like, we we nailed it on the TV and so we're bringing it to the other platforms. And then it's like, well, I can't expect you to improve the TV then because... I can't rely on that. If you guys are saying it's perfect enough to bring over here, then it's going to be that way on the TV for the foreseeable future. And there's nothing in there about home screen or uh, 
the Apple TV uh, app changing. Um, and that is a multi-platform app, not just for tvOS. Um, but it is a major part of tvOS because those are the two springboards you have springboards you have for content is basically your home screen with your grid of uh, apps and then your uh, you know uh, Apple TV app where you have access to your Apple TV plus as well as all the like featured and promoted and whatever stuff. And uh, that has been kind of an issue for I would say a few years, basically since the app was introduced itself because it's bifurcated how you access your content um, and look for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just don't understand uh, why there's like no no stuff going on. I did find one thing I was excited about and oh. one of the videos, um, and that is that uh, they've fixed, well, not fixed, they've implemented something um, with the uh, store kit framework um, where the uh, app that you're using can check for whether or not there are iTunes purchases to restore. Um, so that means your subscriptions or uh, whatever other ancillary purchases you've made inside of an app, um, it can check and see if you have eligibility for those things. Um, instead of you having to push that restore purchases button that's usually hidden somewhere in a menu and you have no idea what's going on, um, especially if you're like, uh, like last year when I got the uh, latest Apple TV 4K and I set it up and it's like, oh, we copy over all your settings. It's so smart. And it's like, well, every time you open an app, it has no idea who I am. Uh, and I have to push the restore purchases button. And it's like, why do I have to push a button to do this? You're a computer. Um, but they have done that now and it's for all of the platforms. And I think that's great. But that's like not a feature so much as it is fixing something. Um, <laughs> right. I view that as a deficiency uh, that they had before. Um, and there's nothing forward looking like in terms of like, what are we doing with live TV content? Because Apple is moving more into live sports. Um, and offering more live sports coverage by signing deals with other various things. And, uh, you know, not to mention if you have a OTT service you subscribe to, how you see that content, um, it doesn't it, it integrate with anything inside of the framework uh, of the Apple TV interface. Um, so there's just a lot of question marks of like, what are you guys going to do? Like, where do you see the future of this going? And I was unsatisfied um, that there basically was no mention of it. and. and I know that there's new hardware coming um, that there's supposedly going to be a cheaper model and uh, well, not cheaper, but a uh, thing that is less expensive. Um, I'm sure it's still going to be a hundred dollars, but it's going to be less expensive than the 150 to 200 dollars that people are spending right now, or sorry, 160 to 200 dollars people are spending right now. Um, So that's could theoretically be something. And then there's the teleconferencing nightmare that they're going to introduce where they're supposedly going to have something that's going to have like a camera all this stuff in order to like do FaceTime in your living room, I guess. Um, those are the rumored things anyways. Maybe neither one of them or both will hit the market. But uh, I don't think that they're holding back features for the TVOS platform to coincide with releasing that. Like they wouldn't be like changing the home screen and TV Apple TV app only when they release new hardware. Um, unless they really do just see it as an appliance. Right. But I would think that they would need to run this past the developers, especially since their Apple TV app is multi-platform. And that's sort of the point of when they were designing it is like it's replaced the like videos app that was on iOS and stuff like that before. Um, and the iTunes experience um, for your videos. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking over there. 
uh, I don't know what they are going to do. Um, I know you're probably excited about Matter, though. Uh, so uh, well, I want to address that first. I think that, <clears throat> I think that, uh, Apple has traditionally, uh, talked about the, the TV and home and all of that, uh, more in line with its September iPhone release and, uh, will, you know, the, the sort of, even sometimes it's been like a separate media announcement that takes place. And so I do think that, Apple is probably working on some new tvOS features that are just not ready yet. And so announcing those on stage uh, at an already jam-packed uh, event didn't make sense, uh, particularly when a lot of what happens on tvOS is with uh, special kind of Apple partners that you know, Apple can bring in at any time and talk to them and figure out kind of uh, content strategies and all of that. So I do, I, even though it didn't get a lot of time on stage today, I think that there's still a lot in the works. And uh, particularly with this, um, like Apple has provided sweeping collaboration across the entire platform and given developers the ability to add collaboration to their apps. And I think that the TV, the Apple TV is going to be a big part of that. Um, again, with what you were talking about there, a rumor of like a, 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 webcam of some sort um, to give you the ability to FaceTime in your living room in a way that makes sense and isn't sort of wonky. Um, I I foresee that that is still a big part of Apple strategy going forward. Um, and even with its, it's the little app that it announced Freeform that isn't ready yet, it's like a whiteboarding app. Um, mm. Imagine having, you know, an Apple TV uh, with the whiteboard on it, and you're using an iPad as sort of the, uh, the the remote for that and being able to show it on screen and have people in a little FaceTime chat at the corner of it. Um, I think that all of that is is just we're at the we're right before they're ready to um, announce all of that. So uh, in that sense, I think that it's not one of those situations where, you know, it, there was that whole period of time where Apple, Apple doesn't care about the Mac uh, conversation. And it ended up being that they were working on their own uh, silicon for the Mac. And that is kind of what the the delay was there. I think the same thing, not necessarily to the same extent. Um, I don't think that you know, Apple Silicon, Apple TV, all of that work. But I, I think that it's just, it's a different schedule. And the uh, sort of most important groups for Apple are ones that they can just talk to behind the scenes. And so I think all of that comes together to make it something that they're not being super upfront about per se, uh, or, you know, that they didn't have enough to announce on stage to even be worth giving it the time to do so. So yeah, I, I still have a lot of hope um, about uh, tvOS in general. And uh, I, I actually love, I think that more than anything else, I would like if I'm going to be stuck, if I have to have a video call, which I almost, wow, I almost had a really bad word there. If I have to have a video call, <laughs> which I despise, um, then the place that I'd want to have it is sitting on the sofa in my living room and being able to, you know, talk to my family and use the the HomePod I've got connected to it, which has a bunch of microphones in it that can do noise cancellation and all that kind of stuff. And then it's got the center stage feature, like all of those features that we've seen with FaceTime 
all make sense on what is essentially like a large collaborative screen space that I think tvOS is ripe for um, so yeah I think there's still a future for that um, as far as matter um, the reason why I said met is because I'm a little disappointed um, I had hoped that Apple was going to double down on uh, its ultra wideband technology at this point and introduce some home features involved with the ultra-wideband technology. Um, for folks who may have not heard of the ultra-wideband technology or what, or you know, or, or need a refresher, it's essentially uh, these little chips that Apple has uh, included in some different devices, including the HomePod Mini, uh, the most recent Apple Watches, and uh, some iPhones for a, a few um, models now. Um, all of those... Uh, they have they have these chips inside that are called ultra wideband chips, and they are for location uh, information. And what happens is, on top of uh, the sort of location data that you can get from GPS and location data that you can get from uh, Bluetooth strength, how how strong the signal is, these can do even smaller increments of measurements where um, you can sort of find in 3D space where a device is and be able to say, oh, like I'm literally 10 centimeters away from it and it's to the left. Um, I have been hoping for and continue to hold out hope for, although it's slowly disappearing, uh, hope for a future where I can say, for example, my office where I've got a HomePod mini sitting on my desk, um, when I walk into my office, uh, then do this thing. And then when I leave, do this thing. And right now, the way that you do that is using motion sensors. But motion sensors are not great because sometimes you sit very still and then things turn off or do the opposite, you know, of what you want them to do. Um, so there are all of these ultra wideband chips in all of these different devices that I have. And Apple's not really making a whole lot of use of them. And Apple announced uh, nearby inter the nearby interaction framework at WWDC last year and um, provided manufacturers with the ability to make use of this technology as well. And we really haven't seen a whole lot of third parties taking advantage of it. A few, but not a whole lot. So the technology is still, I guess, just... Um, not there for most folks, and maybe there's not a whole lot of value. And um, we're, we're running out of time. So this is actually the perfect time for me to talk about my complaint. Um, the one place where Apple has shown what the nearby interaction framework uh, is is good for for doing is with its AirTag product. Uh, these are these little white tags that you can. They're, they're small little circles, a, a little bit bigger than a quarter, and you can uh, put them into your luggage. You can uh, attach them to you know uh, your keys, your backpack, what have you. And then um, using Apple's Find My network, which is the uh, a network of many, many, many iOS TV or iOS, uh, watch OS, uh, Mac OS and iPad OS devices all around the world. Um, you can track down your lost item and it even gets to that granular, uh, control with the use of the ultra wideband chip that is inside of the AirTag and inside of your iPhone, for example. So you can say, hey, I've lost this and your phone will show the screen where there's an arrow on the screen and you kind of play hot cold as you're trying to find the item that's lost. But here's the problem. 
Um, I had, so I bought the the four pack of AirTag back when they first AirTags back when they first came out, and um, set them up. And the process was super easy. They each have like a little um, CR twenty thirty two, I think, uh, battery inside of them. You pull the little tab to uh, to to let the batteries actually connect to the AirTag, and then you set them up with your phone or whatever. Um, and then you can label them and put them where they go, and then you can find the stuff that's lost. Well, um, I've not really had to make much use of them outside of just doing it for fun to show people how they work, um, which is good. I haven't, you know, I haven't gone much, gone to too many places, so I haven't really lost much of anything. But uh, on the occasion, whenever I've been uh, out and about, it has been nice to have that and know that I could find my bag if it got lost. Um, however, for I don't know how long now, um, the air tags just simply, I cannot access them at all. And what I mean when I say that um, is when I launch the Find My app on any device I have, on my iPhone running uh, the beta, on an iPhone that I have that is running iOS 15.4, which is the, I'm actually, it might be 15.5 now, the most recent non-beta release, um, or on an iPad that's running uh, the release hardware or release software, or an iPad that's running the release uh, or the beta software. It doesn't. What I'm saying is, any device that has the Find My app, when I there there are four tabs. There's people, there's devices, there's items, and there's me. People will show you your Find My friends folks. Devices will show you the different. Uh, registered devices that you have. So, you know, for me, it shows my MacBook and my uh, iPhone and some iPads and my AirPods. Um, And then items, that is where the uh, AirTags and other devices that support that ultra wideband functionality are supposed to be. When I tap on that tab, I get a uh, loading um, animation load, 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 load. It's that little like fan with the blades that, that, uh, go from sort of, uh, white to gray as it it circles around. Yeah. And it's on every single one of my devices. It does that. I have, um, I have forced quit the app and tried that way. I have deregistered my devices from Find My and re-registered them. I have reset the air tags, which you do. It's kind of interesting. You take out the battery and you pop it in. You take it out, you pop it in, you take it out, you pop it in, you take it out, you pop it in, you take it out, you pop it in five times. And on the fifth time of taking it out and popping it in, you do the hokey pokey, you turn yourself around and then it's ready to go. Uh, I've tried to then pair it again uh, as if it's a new device and it errors out. It says that it can't connect to the Bluetooth. And so I have four useless uh, AirTags uh, that I I don't know what to do with. I've replaced the battery. Like I've done every single troubleshooting step you can think of other than trying to take it apart and like shorting the memory that's inside. Um, My one last thing that I'm trying is I've taken the batteries out. And if there are like little capacitors inside, maybe that are keeping, you know, a charge, I'm hoping that after maybe like 48 hours, they'll be completely out of juice, at which point then they are fully reset as opposed to just the, the alleged factory reset that the five uh, pop in pop out thing does. And so that's my last uh, opportunity to get it working because um, 
on some devices, I still get notifications or I was getting notifications that the battery was low and I needed to replace those, but I could not see them in the system. So somewhere in the system, something was registering that they were part of my uh, setup, part of my account, but it was not giving me access to them. So I can't change the names of them. I can't uh, actually use Find My to use the AirTags to actually track an item down. None of that is working. So it's very frustrating. Um, and as I was saying uh, at, the, at the start of the show, like I short of what I'm going to try doing if everything else fails is go into an Apple store and talk to someone there because I know that calling is going to result in a, a headache process of um, not being able to get the answer that I need without a whole lot of like explaining, yes, I've done this. 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 Uh, before I can actually talk to someone who might have some mm -hmm. ideas that are a little bit more in depth. So yeah, that's yeah, my mean, complaint. <laughs> step one, turn everything on and off, make sure <laughs> things or make sure there's a battery in it. And then uh, step two is a, uh, Sign out of iCloud on everything you own. Oh my God, no. Uh, <laughs> then I, I can guarantee that would be what the phone person would say. Because it's just part of their script, which is why I never use the phone or even like, I think they have a chat support or something. Uh, I never use that stuff because it's just, or uh, oh, it was Twitter. That's what it was. I complained about something on Twitter and then Apple support swooped in to helpfully tell me that they would like to message me more about my problem. And there's step, you know, second step that they had was uh, sign out of iCloud on everything you own. And it's just no. like, I'm not going to do that yeah no <laughs> when i had um uh trouble with uh the music app and uh, uh stupid uh music service um the uh the solution that they told me to do was to delete my itunes library off of what? my machine yeah and i was just like i'm not gonna do that how does that help like because yeah if, if you can explain to me how it helps in very specific detail and it's not just you spaghetti projecting the situation, then I will uh, consider doing it. But just to say, oh, just try this. You realize like how much work it is to undo that, that, yeah, no, I'm not just going to do that because you suggest to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am optimistic, though, about you taking the battery out of all of them. Um, I, I would suggest just putting the battery back inside of one of them um, and, and starting with the rest off for Optional. the time being. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know, and this is just a hypothesis, when I'm trying to debug things, I find that um, having one of something to debug is a lot easier than having four of something to debug, <laughs> um, because there can be complex device interactions, and then you slowly, it, like if that one works, then I slowly start adding uh, devices back for, for a couple hours at a time, make sure everything's working, and then I, you know, get the last one in there. And if it's like, oh, well, if I add, when I added the second one, everything went to crap, then it's just like, okay, well... I'm going to take the battery out of both of these again. Uh, I will mark which one uh, I added the battery to and it crapped it out. And then I'm going to try one of the other ones. Um, and then you just do that. And then if you can nail down, like, if it's one particular AirTag, if it's the quantity of AirTags, um, then that's more information to take to the Apple rep. Um, because uh, debugging is is not fun, but... I mean, it's I, I necessary. Like, yeah, you I gotta... feel like, yeah, I, I feel like I have an affinity um, for uh, just sort of like it, it's something sort of uh, soothing about trying to logically think through everything and just I like do. testing. Yeah, I love doing the debugging myself. What? It, yeah, it's always the part that I do not like is when I have to convince a person 
that I have done all of the debugging and yeah. to have them believe me that, yes, I truly did do all of the debugging that needed to be done. And uh, that is the part that is always uh, the slog, because I agree, there is something really nice about not only going through all of the typical steps that you would think of, but also or you get to have that moment of like pride when you are, think of a step that, uh, you know, would not be a normal troubleshooting step. But you're like, you know, this could be something that could fix it because of X, Y and Z. And that I always enjoy as well. But um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, I've got I've got some more th- uh, things I'm going to try for sure. And, uh, we'll, we'll see where this goes, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I will keep everyone posted and, uh, follow up if I do get this working. Yes, you do that. Uh, and, and alert the pirate ships and the krakens <laughs> and the rocks and everything. And all of the sirens, um, mm-hmm. who sing their, their sweet songs uh, as they tell you where to find your lost uh, luggage. 